Hey, everybody. Welcome to the You Are Born for This podcast with Father John Ricardo, Mary Guilfoyle. We're a couple of missionaries at Acts 29. This is the podcast where we talk about anything and everything having to do with transformation in the church. Mary, ongoing happy Easter to you. Right back at you, Father John. And I have to tell you, I'm really excited to break open what we're going to talk about today. I am too. Although I, uh, a little caveat as we start, this is, uh, I, I find, even as we're thinking about how we're going to do this, uh, we're going to really have to pray right now that the Holy Spirit will do what only he can. Because what we're going to try to communicate, at least I find, is almost ineffable. Ooh, how about that for an early morning word? Um, hard to put into words. Like, I'm going to do a bad job communicating this, I'm sure, just because, like, I'm still trying to wrestle with how the Lord's communicating something to me. And I think what we're going to talk about is literally beyond words, but we're going to try to put some things into words. Well, that makes me feel better, Father, because I'm on the same page. Excellent. So, I mean, I just called so a period of pyramid as we were preparing for this thing <laughs> offline. So just full disclosure, oh. you've been taking that ginkgo stuff, which uh, I have been taking yeah, that supplement. Public and, service and, uh, announcement brought to you by ginkgo. ginkgo. I'm, I'm not even going to try to pronounce the second word because every time I do, I'm, I don't take it and my mind is failing. So with all that in yeah. said, what is our topic? Yeah. So our topic today is a question, a word, and a prayer. Great. Well, let's lead with the prayer, shall we? In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Uh, come Holy Spirit, we just ask you to be with us right now to bless this conversation. To open up the ears and the minds and the hearts of all those who are listening. To animate Mary and me. Help us to find ways to communicate what it is that you desire to communicate to us. And in those ways that we're unable to do this well, we just thank you in advance that you will make up for our insufficiency. So come upon us now and truly overwhelm us at the Father's love and his scandalous choice. We ask this all in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. In the name Father, of the Father, and the Son, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Spirit. So let me, let me tee this up if I can. So I want to take us back to last week. It was last... It was last Thursday. Thursday. Yeah, so it's we, we, we want to reflect with you a little bit on uh, a question, a word, and a prayer. So the question would be something like this. How did you get here? Meaning, if you're a disciple of Jesus listening to this, how is it that you're a disciple? And, and how is it that I'm a disciple? And... And why is it when we look out in the world and we see all these people who don't seem to be following Jesus, and it looks like there's a lot of people who aren't following Jesus, how is it that we are? Like, do you ever think about that? That's a great question. I think I thought about it. I think that question was more present on my mind earlier on in my life. Maybe not so much where I am right now. Okay. So, and, and maybe that's true for others who are listening. I, I think I would suggest that the Lord wants to throw that front and center right now, that he wants us, and in, in, let me say this, what we're going to talk about, he's is going to be uh, easy to go, well, well, what about other people? And, and I think the Lord right now just wants us to focus on, on his Call. choice and love for us. us 
and right. and we're uncomfortable with that. Like I'm uncomfortable with that sometimes. But I think that's what he wants to do. That's my sense. So that's the question. How did you get here? Why are you a disciple? How is it that you know the truth? How is it that you have faith? How is it that you see? How is it that you know what matters and what doesn't matter, regardless of the struggles that we have with all these things, right? Well, that leads to the word. So last, last week we were listening to the gospel of John, John chapter 6 at Mass, which is, of course, the bread of life discourse. Mm-hmm. And we could do so much with the bread of life discourse, but, but the, the verse that just like slapped me in the face as I was uh, praying with it is uh, chapter 6, verse 44, where Jesus says, no one can come to me unless the Father draw him. I mean, I, I, right after this, Jesus goes on to talk about, you know, like this is the bread that comes down from heaven. And, and you know, I picture Jesus like thumping his chest. Like you, you got to picture the, 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 the physical cues that he's acting out, like pointing to himself, like this is the bread, right? Mm-hmm. Come down from heaven. But I didn't even get there. I couldn't get past this verse. No one can come to me unless the Father draw him. So I, I just found myself praying with that word, draw him. Like, what, what, what the word does that mean? You know, Father, what I just love about this, if we can just stop right here, this is what the Spirit of the living God does when we are pressing into Scripture. So how many times have we read this passage? Yeah. And yet, one word, the yeah. Holy Spirit elevated, highlighted one word in, in your prayer time. Yeah. And it was that word. That's why I think the Spirit wants us to have this conversation today. It's just such a compelling question. Yeah, and it's funny because the first reading uh, from that Thursday mm-hmm. as well was mm-hmm. the story of Philip hearing the angel of the Lord say to him, hey, head down to such and such a road. And then the Holy Spirit says to him, you know, like catch up with that guy in the chariot. And, and even before I was praying with John 6, one of my prayers was, Lord, I just want to hear your voice today. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even put these two together until you just mentioned this right now. Mm. Like, that's what he was doing. It's like, that's how he speaks to me is often, I just want yes. you to linger with a word or a sentence in scripture and let me break that open for you. So thanks for, thanks for drawing that out. Drawing that out. <laughs> there it is again. <laughs> back to that word. So this word, so uh, the Greek word that John writes here uh, can mean, it, it's a pretty um, physical word. So it, it can mean seize, haul, or drag. And it's used in John chapter 21, verse 6, with uh, that miraculous catch of fish where, uh, you know, Peter drags the net ashore. So it, it, it denotes some, some effort, some intentionality, some strength on the part of the fisherman. Here's the point. Here's the answer to the question. How did I get here? This is, this is the part that at least I find difficult to linger with simply because I find it so scandalous. Like, I'm a disciple of Jesus. I have faith. I'm here. You're here if you're a disciple of Jesus. Because God the Father made an effort, if I can say it that way, quote-unquote, despite like all my resistance, all my obstinacy, all my selfishness, all my fighting back to drag me to his son. 
to haul you in. Right? Yeah. Yes. Like to haul me out of the water, like Peter hauls the, the fish out of the water. And I don't know about you, but first of all, I don't even know if that makes sense. I have a hard time with that because, like, who am I? How, why am I here and not another? Why do I have faith and not another? Like, I'm not impressed with me. You know, like, I know who I am. You know, like, why are you here? And, and others are wandering around blind. You know, like, script, you know, scripture scholars talk sometimes about what's called the scandal of particularity, which has to do with, like, why did God call Abraham and not anybody else? <laughs> and at, at the end of the day, it's just like, well, that's just God's choice. God just chose to do that. And I found myself just being really overwhelmed by the fact that God has made an effort to present me to his son, and I'm here. You know, uh, so this is where we go back to a word that you, that, that really big word you used earlier on in our conversation, ineffable. This is, it's hard to have a conversation around this. I, like there are no, you know, sometimes you hear people say like, there just are no words. You can't express the emotion of the human heart. But I'm thinking about um, over the last, certainly in your, in your life as a pastor, all your sermons, in a particular way, how you preach in the rescue project that, you know, why did God do all of this? And I think you quote uh, Romano Guardini because love does such things, because you matter. I think that's at the heart of this. Like, you matter. But why? Why, why us? So it's one thing to go, love does such things. We can't comprehend. We don't have the capacity to comprehend that kind of love. Yeah, and, and yet we know that we matter. So this is like even going deeper than you matter, I matter. Those, are, you know, our, our friends who are listening, they matter. But you're asking the question, why not? Or maybe you don't want us to go no, there, I don't. but, 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 but you did say that. Me. Yeah, I, yeah, I encourage us not to go there. So here's the challenge, right? So I hear you, and I get this, and I preach this, right? But, I mean, maybe I preach this because, like, I need to hear it all the time. But, like, I have a really hard time seeing the Father look at me and say, you matter to me. Like, I, that's just not natural for me. Like, I have a really hard time. I, I, I have an easy time being in a crowd and seeing Jesus look at the crowd and go, I love you all. I love you all. Yeah, yeah I Absolutely. love you all. <laughs> I have a really difficult time. I think most of us have a really difficult time seeing Jesus look like eye to eye at us and saying, I love you. You matter. From the cross, you're worth the trouble. And I think that's because, this goes back to another conversation we've had a set of months ago, it's really difficult to see his goodness made manifest in us. Right. Oftentimes we only have eyes for those things. You just pointed out, you know, you know, our resistance, our sinfulness, our selfishness, our obstinacy, our wondering, all, all of that. Like, like that's what we see. And yet God doesn't see all that clutter. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. And in fact, like he has different yeah, eyes than we and, have. And so as you're saying that, what my mind's this is a spirit, maybe it's me, but so I'm going immediately to that encounter the, the first time that Peter encounters Jesus after the first miraculous catch. 
and you know Peter's Peter lives on the sea like this doesn't happen he knows clearly Jesus has done something and it falls to the to his knees in front of Jesus and he's like depart from me Lord like you don't know who I am which 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 hopefully we've all had that experience of like Lord you know like if, if you really knew me you wouldn't be doing this and that makes me think of we just came back from Israel and there's I'm, I'm not a big fan of modern art personally um respect people who can do it because I, I can't draw a line, but uh, it just never does, doesn't speak to me usually. However, there is a statue in Galilee uh, at the, the church called the Primacy of Peter, which is where Peter is kind of reinstituted in his role. And there's this image of Peter on his knees. He's got his shepherd's staff in his hands, even though he's a fisherman. Um, and he's falling backwards from the Lord as if to say, Lord, get away from me. Like, you don't know me. And so all of his movement is going backwards, and Jesus is standing right in front of him in the statue, and he has his hand outstretched over Peter's head, and all of his movement is going towards Peter. And it's as if it, Jesus is saying to him, I know exactly who you are, and I've chosen you, and I know all about you, and it doesn't matter. In fact, it's going to make you a better shepherd. And all that you've gone through is going to make you a better pastor for the people that you're going to care for because you're not going to know forgiveness from a book. You're going to know it from me. And so I think you're spot on. I think we, we have a hard time recognizing, because we, 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 know all the, we know all the bad stuff in us, right? We bring it to confession all the time, whatever. But to know that we're an object of delight and to know that we're an object of delight to God who is like sheer bliss, infinite happiness, is just impossible for me to grasp. This is where I said like I'm, I pray this resonates with people. But the, I think the, the grace that the Lord wants right now is he wants every single person listening to know this isn't just true of like Mary and John. Like this is true of you right now. Like The Lord Absolutely. wants you to know he made an effort to haul you out of the crowd and present you to his son just because for some crazy reason he loves you by name and he knows everything that either you have or haven't done, right? Right, you know, Father John, I, I don't know if this, is, if, if this fits into our conversation or not, but I'm just reminded of a conference that we were recently uh, at and there was a, a, a you know 800 plus women at this beautiful event and the blessed sacrament was coming around uh, it was this beautiful eucharistic procession and and uh the priest who was leading the procession even as i'm just speaking of this it just uh, brings the spirit on me as yeah. I as I recount as I recount this, and he made a point literally to bring the blessed sacrament in front of every single person. So the blessed sacrament lingered mm. in front of every single person there. Mm. It was glorious. But I remember talking to uh, the priest uh, after that evening, and he was talking about the reaction that he could see as the blessed sacrament came to very particular people. Some people could look up and just embrace him as, as he embraced them. And others, to your point, you're talking about, you know, the uh, uh, Peter's response, yeah. they would fall away. And he said, in those moments, I could see 
that in perhaps their brokenness, they could not receive him as he came to them. You know, and I don't know, but but I think that just speaks to the point of us not knowing that he comes anyway. Right. And in that moment, it's his desire to draw you despite how, where we are and how we're feeling. Right. He's always drawing us. Yeah, because we're so, because here's the reality. Most of us just really don't know unconditional love. I know conditional love. I know reward love. Like, hey, great job on the report card. Mm -hmm. You know, hey, you won the trophy. Hey, you got a promotion. Hey, you got that degree. Hey, you look this way, whatever it is. But to just unconditional love, we don't have a lot of experience with that. No, and that's another whole podcast because we could just, we could talk, we do a series on identity and labels and all those barriers that keep us from knowing our goodness, but no, you're spot on. So anyway, maybe, maybe we need to get back to like, Maybe the prayer. Yeah, so we, we, we said the, the title of this episode is a question, a word, and a prayer. So the question was, how did you get here? How did I get here? How did we become disciples of Jesus? How is it that we are following him, however bumbling along we're following him? The word is draw or drag or haul or seize, mm. that the Father has seized us like Peter seized the fish out of the water and has brought us to his son. That's how we got here. What's the prayer? Well, the prayer was from that same Thursday. And, and here's why the, so it's the opening prayer at Mass, what we technically call the collect. So oftentimes I just pray with, I, I don't even get to the scriptures some days, I just pray with the opening prayer. Because they are so, so rich. rich. Yep. And, and the prayers are really, I mean, they're, they're genuinely just that, they're rich. But we, we usually don't ask for what we asked for last Thursday. And what we asked for last Thursday was a feeling. I, I want to like break into feelings right now, the song, right? So <laughs> I won't do that. But I mean, we don't do this in the church. Feelings are dangerous, right? This, the mystics warn us all the time, like don't live by feelings. Be Absolutely. Careful. Feelings, it's always around feelings. the will, right? Yeah, because, you know, feelings are <laughs> feelings come and go. They're great right. when they're there, but they come and go. And, and a lot of people can end up using God. They stop, they stop praying sometimes when they, they don't stop feel feeling. anything. Right, you know, and... And yet here we are at, in, in the Easter season, and this is the prayer. Almighty, ever-living God, let us feel your compassion more readily during these days when by your gift we have known it more fully so that those you have freed from the darkness of error may cling more firmly to the teachings of your truth. So here we are, we're praying for feeling. So I'm just like, you got to be kidding, Lord. Like, I, feel, I, I don't remember if it's Peter Crafter. I think it's him who once said, you know, like the human person's like a train. You got a, you got an engine, you got a passenger car, and you got a caboose. And, and the train works when reason, like reality, is the engine. It's dragging the will. It's the passenger car. And the feelings are the caboose. They're kind of getting pulled along by reason and by the will. I've always found that so helpful. Me too. Because you know, my train doesn't look like that very often. <laughs> my train's like feelings are the engine. And it's they're, they're like pulling the will. And reason is like, it's 100 yards down the track. And it's uncoupled. And then there's a derailment, right? Exactly. I mean, this, this, this is just, I think this is how most of us right. live most of our lives, right? And yet here we are asking the Lord for feelings, and I think that's what brings us back to the word. I, I, I just want to encourage us today, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, ask God for the grace to feel the overwhelming 
experience of him singling you out in the crowd and saying, I want you. Mm. I choose you. Mm. I love you. You're the one I want. I want to bring you to my son. I want to pull you out of the darkness. Don't ask me why. The why is because I love you and you really can't understand that. Father, can I make a, can, can I share something here on that? Um, so if I'm praying with that line, almighty and ever living God, let me feel your compassion. I'm thinking, okay, Lord. So I'm taking that prayer to my holy hour before the blessed sacrament. And I'm thinking, how practically am I going to ask to feel that compassion? And here's what I think I, I might do. And if this doesn't resonate, you know, let me know. But the way, I'm, the way I think I'm going to feel is to go back and remember. Mm. To go back in my memory to that very first moment, perhaps, in our lives, my life, where Jesus hauled me in. And so, like, like even now as I'm just thinking about this, I see myself as that fish in the sea being caught as Jesus drops his nets and I'm flip-flopping around and I know I've been snagged by something, that something now is a someone right. and I'm experiencing this new life of having been caught, having been seized, having been drawn by Jesus, right? And I'm remembering like what that felt like because we're talking about feelings. And then I'm thinking about all of those times as we, like as I walk through like my own conversion, every day we're being called more and more to conversion. Those markers in our lives of spiritual maturity, you know, starting from like a baby Christian to a mature Christian, a growing Christian, and all those times that he continued to draw me and seize me when I was inclined to get out of the net maybe, because here's what we know, I mean, the life of a disciple is not static. It's up and down, you know, as, as our minds may spend a steady climb towards sanctity, but well, there okay. you have it. Let's <laughs> open your cause right now, Padre. But I'm just thinking about how helpful it might be for me to pray through those moments where he has continued to save me, continued to rescue me, continued to draw me in. And what will happen as I remember those moments of deeper and deeper conversion Sometimes maybe or even I've dropped out of the net and he's hauled me back in again and then again and then again. And what that does, I think, what, what it would do for me is it would instill in my heart this deep sense of gratitude. And I think that's a feeling that I can really get my head around. It's a deep sense of gratitude. And then just pray for the grace to stay in that gratitude and also for the grace never to forget because I think that's what will drive the will Yeah, long-term. I, I, I love that. I think it's beautiful. It, it, let me share what I'm, I'm experiencing as you're sharing that. So I love, uh, I love the, the encouragement to go back to those moments in our lives. Here, here's what I'm seeing. So I'm going back to the fishermen because that's what this word comes from, you know, like to be hauled ashore. And I'm, I'm thinking, I don't fish. I like to eat fish, but mm-hmm. I don't fish. But I have friends who love to fish and they um, not infrequently send me pictures of their catch and they're beaming. Mm. 
you know? And I mean, they're just beaming. Like, look what I caught. Like, look at this. Would you look at this, right? You know, like, and I would suggest that in addition to what you're uh, encouraging us to do, that we go back to those moments when we got pulled out of the shore or out of the sea to ask the father, I want to see your face. Because here's, you know, like what, what Jesus is revealing and what the scriptures are revealing and what the spirit wants to reveal is the Lord didn't like find us and go, yeah, well, I guess that'll work. Or throw us back in the water and go, yeah. that's not quite the fish I was looking yeah, for. And, but no, seriously, like he, he, he pulls us out of the sea, if you will, and his face is beaming. Mm, I love that, Father John. And, you know, remember the scene in The Chosen when, uh, when Jesus uh, meets Peter and he, 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 or he, he brings him the miraculous catch. And I love the way they do this because Jesus looks up at the Father. You know, kind of like you can tell he's praying. It's right after Peter catches the fish and Jesus has this huge smile on his face. And you can, the, the, the image that I have in my mind is there's this dialogue between the Father and the Son and Jesus is just saying, thank you, Father. I think we've got him. I think we have him. It, like mm. God, God delights in us. Mm. For some scandalous reason, the God who is infinitely happy, who is love, who needs nothing, delights in us. And I think he wants to give us the feeling of being overwhelmed when we see in a way that only the Holy Spirit can for each and every one of us, the Father's smile as he pulled us out of the sea and presented us to his son. Can I, oh, this is so awesome. I just want to, the, the word that's on my mind is prized catch. And I'm thinking about for those of, all of us, our inclination sometimes is to not know our name. You know, as beloved son and beloved daughter. And so you can pray with, you know, you know, Father, what is your name for me? And maybe we, I think we might've even had a conversation in the past around this Father John, but with this imagery of, you know, a skilled fisherman holding in his arms us like we are the we are his prized catch it's just such a beautiful thought i mean that's a name who are you right. you're his prized catch that's right maybe, maybe that resonates with someone who's listening uh, absolutely today. please please jesus so a question a word and a prayer let's close with a prayer father we just thank you for the time to reflect on your word and on the amazing gift of faith that somehow by your grace we have come to know Jesus even though there's so much more still to know and so much more to grow in our friendship with him and with you and with the spirit we just pray for each and every person listening right now for ourselves that you would help us to feel overwhelmed by your very particular scandalous love for us. And we pray for all those who do not yet know you, especially those that we love, that you would drag them also to your son, Jesus, that they might have fellowship with you and with us. We thank you, Father, that you are always at work, that you are never anxious. 
We ask all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 In the meantime, Amen. brothers and sisters, do not be afraid. This God who scandalously delights in his creatures is with you. And you were born for this.